make a way where there seems to be no way. He works in ways we cannot see. He will make a way for me. He will be my God. Hold me closely to His side. With love and strength for each new day. He will make a way. He will make a way. Sing it together. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. He works in ways we cannot see. He will make a way for me. He will be my God. Above all that we could ever ask or think, He can make a roadway in the wilderness and a river in the desert. He'll make a way where there seems to be no way. Let's sing it together. Oh, God will make a way where there seems to be no way. He works in ways we cannot see. He will make a way for me. He will be my God, hold me closely to His side. With love and strength for each new day, He will make a way. Love and strength for each new day. 
Good evening and welcome. You are tuned in listening to Yolanda McTeer's radio show titled Empowerment for All. I am elated, ecstatic, and overjoyed. Today, Hollywood is in the house. Actor Kedrick Brown from the new hit TV show on ABC, American Crime, starring Regina King, and many other great actors. He's taken time out of his busy schedule to stop by, talk with us for a little bit, and share some great things. Now, let me tell you, audience, this wonderful actor. His accolades stand for having been most entertaining, best performer, all-star cast member. He was born in Little Rock, Arkansas, but currently resides in Houston, Texas. Adding other attributes to his list of talents, not only is Kedrick an actor, he's a dancer, choreographer. He has starred in major commercials with highly accredited, well-recognized organizations such as American Express, Foot Locker, Heineken, just to name a few. He's also partaken in the wonderful Tom Joyner fantastic voyage. I'm not going to keep my guest waiting. He is so kind to be on time and join us. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to bring live Hollywood's newest and hottest actor on the TV show American Crime, Kedrick Brown. Good evening, Kedrick. How are you? Oh, oh well, oh well. I listen. I listen to the word they say Hollywood. That's too funny. Hollywood. That is that that word itself packs, you know, uh, so many meanings. You know, when you say that word Hollywood. Yes, yes, yes. Well, once again, welcome and thank you so much for being my special guest here at Empowering for All. No problem. I, I'm glad. To, I'm glad to be here. Glad to. It's glad to be seen. It's glad to be heard. I feel good. <laughs> I feel and ladies good. and gentlemen, I can tell you, family and fans, and I'm sure some friends are very fond and support Kedrick because my phone lines are overlit. I have nothing mm. but a lit up uh, phone line right now, and I've got people tuned in from overseas, Kedrick. So. Oh wow! They love hello, you. Hello, 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 overseas. You know that's <laughs> you know that makes you feel good. I heard an actor say one time, you know that's when you feel like you've really done something, is when you have support from um, from people overseas. You know when you see people overseas supporting you, that says something. You know. Yes. So does. I'm I'm excited. Hello over there, wherever you are, beautiful people. Wonderful. Now, Kedrick, I am going to ask you, how mm-hmm. did it? feel joining such a great cast on the new hit show, American Crime? How did you feel when you got the call and, you know, now you're, oh, you're taking off to a whole other level? You know, it, this, this, this is def- it definitely is a whole other level for me. Um, just to give you kind of a background of, of, of how, how I ended up getting the role, it, it was crazy. My nerves were all over the place. When my agent called me, uh, <clears throat> what ended up happening is I auditioned for the show a couple of times, but they were all for different roles. They were all for different roles. 
Uh, the first time I went, um, Beth Sepko, who's the casting director for this show out of Austin, Texas, a uh, big shout out and thank you to uh, Sepko Casting, uh, casting out in Austin. Um, I've, I've worked with Beth a couple of times and on a few things, and um, she called me in for the first the first role. She was like, "Oh, Kendrick, so glad to see you. Um, you know, um, I hadn't seen you in a while. You know, this thing is a great great look for you. Audition for it, you know, and didn't get the role. And it, I think John was actually in the room. John Ridley, who um, executive producer, director of uh, American Crime, Twelve Years a Slave. For those of you who aren't familiar with uh, who John Ridley is, um, and he was actually in on my audition. And John, so like he's so calm. You know who John reminds me of? He reminds me of Prince. Like mm-hmm. he just sit and he has this real calm look on his face. And when he speaks, it's very is it's very quiet and meek and humble. He just says he looks at me looks at me after I'm done and he goes, very good. And then there's a silence <laughs> and I'm sitting and I'm like, thank you, I appreciate that. And then I leave. And I didn't end up getting that role. <clears throat> when the second time comes, and I auditioned for a different role. I think it was like a police officer or something like that. And I didn't. And I went and I auditioned for that one. Uh, and Beth, she says to me, she said he really liked you, and he thought you know you you're a great talent, very versatile, you know. So he wanted to bring you in for something else. Um, didn't get that role. And so the third time they called me to go to audition, I said, look. Like, damn it, shit, now look, here, now, what's going on? <laughs> so my agent, she says, <laughs> she says, uh, she says, Kendrick, I know, I know. I said, I said, you know, you just want it. So as an actor, this is an opportunity you want really bad. You know, when you get to talk to major network television like ABC, a show like American Crime, when you got an all-star cast, Timothy Hutton, Felicity Huffman, Regina King. I mean, these are people that you, you know, that I've looked up to, I've seen work, and I'm like, wow, you know, they're amazing. I love their, I love their work. Um and so uh, I get there for this role, and I'm like, I look at uh, Beth, and she says, I know, Kendrick. And I just look at her. She goes, I know, Kendrick. And I say, okay, we uh, come on now, work with it. And uh, make a long story long, she says, uh, go ahead, you know, and, and do your thing. And I did just that, and um, my agent calls me, and it starts with uh, – you know, they, they like you, uh, and they're going to send you uh, up for approval because you have to be approved, you know, by networking, et cetera, you know, for this. And I'm, I'm waiting. One day go by. Two days go by. It was like three or four days that go by before I get a call from my agent that says, you're booked. And I was like, woo! I, I almost I passed, I literally almost passed out. I was like, thank you, God, because this three days of waiting, like, because, you know, she put me on a fence when she says, you know, they're going to send you up for network approval. And it's like, what if someone says, no, nah, we don't like it. <laughs> we don't like it. You know, then, then what will go from there? So um, the process for me just for this role was, um, it was long, but definitely well worth it. Wonderful. And once again, congratulations. I can only imagine the adrenaline that was rushing through you when you got that call Having oh, audition multiple times, it was like, yeah, oh, yeah. I broke the mold. I am on the right. show. Right, exactly, exactly. Wonderful. And then to find now, out the I... role was recurring, I was like, oh, my God. So, I mean, like, let's pray he doesn't kill me. Like, he doesn't feel somebody, like, shoot me or something like that. Because, you know, once you're shot, that's it. There's no more. <laughs> There's no more. I mean, you guys seen Scandal. Who's the guy? What's the guy? Oh, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Um, um <laughs> You know, but you know what I'm saying, like they, they kind of left it in the air, right? Columbus Short, that's his name, right? 
the actor? Yes. Yes, from Scandal. Yeah, I was like, uh, maybe he is, maybe he is. Uh, I don't know. We haven't seen him yet. So, you know, it's one of those things where I'm like, don't shoot me, Zion. Don't shoot me. Don't kill me. Yeah. I love it. I love it. But once again, I'm sure you're working with such a fabulous cast because you have, oh, yeah. once again, you've got Regina King, Timothy Hutton, mm-hmm. Felicity Huffman. Huffman. How was oh, it? Yeah, yeah Huffman. How first, was it when you got on set to meet these people? Here's a, here's a funny story. And I want you to know this, first and foremost. I'm going to say about Regina. is uh, it's, it's funny. Um, but first I'll start with uh, Felicity. First day I met Felicity, I didn't even know uh, Felicity would be on set that day, my first day on set. And uh, me and the other, uh, other, some of the other guys, Cedric DePelton, uh, uh, Shelton Jolivet, great friend of mine, um, he and I have done a couple of shows uh, here together in Houston, uh, great friend, like a brother to me, my brother, I will say that, uh, Chris Piper. We were all sitting around um, and um, we're sitting in the chairs, and Felicity walks up and she's like, ha, well, don't you? We're all wearing suits. Well, don't you guys just look spiffy? <laughs> and so, it, you know, as brothers, you know, we're all brothers, so we like, yeah, we look good, we feel good, we smell good, you know. And so that's we strut my stuff. And Felicity's like, let's take a selfie. We got to take a selfie. Let's do it. So I actually end up taking selfies with Felicity. Um, I mean, bubbly personality. Uh, Felicity, I think, has, has some theater background too. So she and I. Um, uh, she, she, I connected with her right off the gate. Um, Regina, the first, I, maybe she heard me or maybe she didn't hear me. I don't know. I think she heard me, but it was just one of those things. It was like, Negro, I don't know you yet. And, oh. <laughs> and oh. the she first time like I saw Regina, right, she didn't say that. No, 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 no. But that was a funny story. And like I said, I love Regina. I'm not throwing shots at Regina. Don't go tell nobody. Uh, Kendrick Bryant was on, uh, you know, the, on the radio show. Throw us slugs at Regina. That's not it. Uh, I love her. I think she's an amazing woman and a phenomenal talent. Um, her eye, uh, as a, not only as an actor, but she's also a director, uh, is, is amazing. And to be next to her on set as she was communicating with uh, the directors and uh uh, the DP, she was, she, I mean, I, it was amazing to watch because I'm soaking all of this in, you know what I mean, learning as I go as well. So it's from individuals like Regina um, that I'm learning uh, and have learned. But um, the first day I, I see Regina, she's walking past us. It's the same, same day, same cheers, same section. Felicity just left. And <laughs> Regina's walking by, and uh, I go, in my head, I go, oh, my God, do you know who you are? In my head, I said that. Because I always tell people the only person that will get me to act like a true, like, fan is Michael Jackson. And, of course, you know that will never happen. Um, but I'm a huge, huge Michael Jackson fan. I have a uh, uh, Michael Jackson tribute show in which I'm featured as Michael, uh, titled MJ the Live Experience, but we'll get to that later on. Um, but Regina's walking by. In my head, I go, oh, my God, do you know who you are? And so I don't know what to say. So when she's walking by, I go, hey, what's up, Mama? <laughs> in the in the in the non Kendrick, way, I'm you speechless. Could, you could in the most non coolest way you could ever say it. That's how I said it. Hey, what's up, Mama? And she walked by as if she didn't as as she, like I had not said it at all. And uh, one of the actors, I lean over to him. I go, Hey, man, what's up with Regina? And he says, It's cool. She's just she she she's in her she's in her zone, man. 
Um, she'll fill you out. You know, don't worry about it. You know, it's cool. So, um, and Regina may be like, I don't even remember him on <laughs> I don't even remember him, but I remember you. So, um, as we finish going filming, uh, I'm I'm actually standing next to her. And so getting an opportunity to be around her uh and just, you know, be able to give that get that opportunity for her to feel you know, quote unquote feel me out. Um, you know, great woman, like I said, amazing talent. But that first experience was almost like, Oh, okay. Well, I guess maybe I shouldn't have said that. Put that on the things, uh, the things I'm never to say to Regina again. It was too. It was funny, but they thought it was funny too, because I, cause I, I looked at them like, hey man, what I do? What happened? You know that guy that makes a mistake and everybody just looking at you, shaking their head, going, mm, mm, mm. Exactly. <laughs> I felt, right. Exactly. I felt like that guy. I felt like that guy, and that's what the actor told me. He said, and that phrase, mama. Yeah, you may not. I said, but I'm from the South, man. You know what I'm saying? That's how you know. That's how we we embrace and show love to uh, you know our elders. You know what I mean? Those we respect as a motherly figure, not necessarily as in mommy, mama. Not you know, not like that. He was like, I get it, but yeah, let's just <laughs> let's just find another word to use the next time. So the next time I think I said something to him was Mrs. King, and so it, it, it went up from there. Let's just say that. <laughs> It went up from there. It oh, went uphill from there. Wonderful, Kedrick. Now, I'm sure the ice is broken now. You, Regina, you know, you guys see each other. It's more of a warm response uh, from you to her and her to you. Am I correct? No doubt. No doubt. Awesome. No doubt. Now, you did touch on, uh, and I know that's one of the things that you like uh, as far as your dance tributes and impersonations, mm-hmm. Michael Jackson, James Brown, and Jackie Wilson. Oh, yeah. Oh, have, yeah, so you're gained, right. have actually gained you national attention and notoriety. Um, oh, yeah. Out of those three performers, what did you take from them that made you say, hey, these are my, you know, my icons. I'm going to you know, respect them and, and take this to another level. Um, you said, uh, ask the question again. You said, what did I take from them? What did you take from them? Did you that made you choose them? Because there's so many entertainers, so many people that you could have oh, chosen, right, right, right. but you chose these three. Like say, for instance, Michael Jackson. It could have been the way he oh, danced, James uh, Brown, the way it, he sung, things like that. Right. It, it's the it's the overall. My dad um, is actually responsible for that. My dad has been a performer for years. He's in his fifties now, uh, mid fifties. Um, Tim Brown is my father. Uh, mm-hmm. And he uh, out of out of Little Rock, and my dad is responsible for that. He was he's been a performer, uh, you know, majority of his life. Him and um, one of my my uncles, uh, one of his best friends in the entire world, Dakandi Tippett. Um, you know, watching them and uh, uh, Eugene and you know those they call them GQ. Uh, and you can imagine why. Uh, <laughs> they watching them growing up as a kid and, and dancing and performing. Um, you know, for me, was was definitely uh, uh, an influence on my life as a performer in its entirety. Not only just dancing, but acting, just performing. Period. Um, but in regards to those performers, my dad was a huge Michael Jackson fan as well, and so I grew up listening to Michael and James, and you know, a lot of the old school music and that kind of stuff like that. And so, with that, I took with me. It, it grew on me. And as things grow on you, you become more educated about the subject matter of who they are, what they're about, et cetera, et cetera. Well, for me, it was more so um, in regards to all of the performers, their work ethic. I think that would be a great start. 
um, how hard they work. I find myself buried under the work, um, you know, burning the midnight oil, as some would say, uh, you know, to this day, the work ethic and, and making sure that you strive to always be the best. Um, I heard Michael say one time, you know, study the greats and you will become greater. If you study the greats, you will become greater. And I believe that. And so that's what I've decided to do, not only just from a dancing aspect, but uh, but also from, you know, an acting aspect. Um, so, you know, for those guys, it was more so their work ethic, uh, their overall performance um, uh, presentation, uh, just how they presented themselves, the energy that they brought to the stage was uh, it was uh, contagious, you know what I mean, to be able to reach an audience from a stage and, and the masses and to have them literally going nuts. I, you know, I feel like everyone possesses, I think I, I heard Will Smith say this one time. I say, I'm study, I study the great. This is how I know these things. Um, greatness exists in all of us. The ability to do that exists within all of us, and and so I, um, with those guys, I was able to study and, and and just become infatuated with how they were able to reach the audiences in a positive way. You know what I mean? Um, because no, you know you don't yeah you don't see that nowadays. You know a lot of the stuff that influences our kids today. You know we won't get into that, but you know let's just say it's not it's not as good as it could be. I'm gonna say that. You know what I mean? Um, I would agree. And so when you have artists like that or who are reaching the masses, like you said, when you have people, you have individuals on the call, uh, you know, from overseas, when you're able to reach that far, it says something about you. But it's not, it isn't anything just about you, but it also says the calling that God has on your life. Um, I think that that's one of the biggest things that, that you know, that stood out to me uh, in regards to those individuals and just influenced me as a performer, period. Wonderful, wonderful. And then also to add to that, ladies and gentlemen, Kedrick has been featured as an opening act for other elite entertainers such as oh, yeah. comedian actor Sinbad, uh, mm-hmm. R&B <laughs> soul singer uh, Tyrese, mm-hmm. uh, Icon, uh, Maze featuring Frankie, uh, Frankie Beverly. Frankie Beverly, oh, yeah. Uh, Yes, who oh, I grew geez. up with to love, and my mom always played on the uh, eight track was the mm. Rock and Roll <laughs> Hall of Fame inductees, the famous group, the OJs. Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. Um, and last but not least, the and we give homage and respect to her now that she has passed on, Doctor Maya Angelou. Maya. Oh yes, yes, yes. You know uh, when I I opened up for Maya Angelou, um, I was at the University of North Texas. And um, I uh, end up open. I, you know, how I got that gig. I auditioned for that gig in somebody's office. In office. Wow. They, someone, okay. uh, Mercedes Fuller, a good friend of mine, uh, introduced very active on the campus at UNT. Introduces me uh, to uh, the uh, diversity department. Cassandra Berry, who's over there at the time, and he says, "I think this. I think this guy is great. You know, he'd be a fantastic opening. You know." Act for you know to give homage and you know trail to the to the trailblazers of of UNT and Dr. Maya Angelou, and so she says, okay, well I want to see him. He says, bring him to my office, and I go into this office space, you know, like a regular. It's a small office with there's desk and file cabinets everywhere and chairs, and here I am doing Jackie Wilson and James Brown. I'm here doing the splits in this woman's office, <laughs> and what I'm doing, I'm breathing like, did I do good? <laughs> 
And she says, I think he'll be perfect. I think he'll be perfect. And uh, that's how I ended up getting that. But um, Dr. Angela, she was a, a fantastic spirit to meet. Um, I loved her personality. She was so warm and giving. Um, and she made them lift. When I got on that stage and she heard that music, when I got off, they told me, they said, she made them lift her up and get on that stage so she could watch you dance. And when I got off no. the stage, she, come, they, she comes over, they will her over to me, she says, that was wonderful, Mr. Brown. And I was like, oh, yes! <laughs> I did it on the inside. I didn't do it on the outside. I wanted to seem like a man. Thank you. Thank you very much, Dr. Matthews. Appreciate it. <laughs> I did that on the inside. <laughs> yeah, so I still regret. But, yeah, it was, I mean, those are the humbling experiences that I, you know, just one that I've had in my life. Now, let me ask you this, having been in the presence, because once again, she was such an, I mean, there's no words. I mean, we can go on and on about her accolades and attributes of the powerful woman that she was for the season God allowed her to be here on earth and the people that she, you know, influenced, impacted, gave a deposit, impartation, and what she stood for. Did you, when you walked away, say to yourself, I know without a shadow of a doubt I had made it being in the presence of this woman, and I'm well on my way. How did you feel? You know, here's the thing about that. I have, I was, I mean, I was ecstatic. I was excited. I felt, mm-hmm. um, I felt that, that I, I didn't feel that I had made it, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, yes. Like, one of the things about me is, like, in my mind, uh, I, I like I, subconsciously. I I don't have like for example. I don't have like any of the awards or appreciation certificates from talent shows or, uh, you know, acting all that kind of stuff. I don't have any awards or any of that type of stuff in my house. Uh, and I learned this from Michael, um, because when you hang those things in your house, they're a constant reminder, and it makes you feel accomplished. And I don't want to feel. Uh, not not that I don't want to feel accomplished, but I don't want to feel like I've done it, like I'm there. You know what I mean? I want to be yes. able to continue to grow and and manifest uh, that spirit of growth uh, within my craft, you know, uh, constantly. So I don't have any of those things around my house um, or or anything. I think they're like, even you know, and sadly to say, like even my um, my uh, my degrees, all those uh, my degrees, they're like they're in storage. Somewhere, <laughs> somewhere. Like I don't know where they are. I know where they are, but they're in storage. Like I don't want to feel accomplished. You know what I mean? I don't wow. want to feel like I'm like I'm there. I've made it. No, you know. Let's let's continue to grow on this thing. Let's continue to build on this thing. And I would definitely say, you know, my family has has played a a great deal on that. Um, my mom, Sandra Brown, that woman right there, baby. Listen, <laughs> let me tell you, if you ever feel like, <laughs> if you ever feel like my head has gotten too big to fit in the room, that woman right there is somebody who will pop it and make it and streak it back down the side. She will let you know. My mother, she, she is something else, you know. And, you know, just at my, I mean, I got a list of supporters. I mean, my aunts um, are, has, have been amazing in my life in supporting me. Uh, my aunt, my uh, Barbara Williams is one of my aunts. She, uh, I remember when I was in high school, and I won like uh, I went to uh, Middle High School where I graduated from 
uh, high school, and I won Mr. LHS. You know how they do the Miss Congeniality, Mr. Athletic, Mr. Academic, all those kind of things? Well, when you yes. get Mr. LHS, that means that you have encompassed all of those things in one. Uh, and I still, I think I have the video where uh, when they called my name as winning Mr. LHS, you hear this burst of, like, tears come out, and it's her. And I, I've listened to it over the, maybe in the last 15 years or so. Uh, maybe once or twice, and it still it just resonates with me. You know, it gives me a little chuckle um, because she she was so very pa- proud. You know, um, my uh, my other aunts, Rosetta Jackson, Kathy Jackson, Shay Jackson. I mean, those women right there have really been a very strong support system um, in my life. You know, they really you know they they love me. They have shown me that they love me. Uh, my brothers, my sister, um, Takesha Brown. That's my sister. She, uh, who's also a rapper, she's an artist. She's been featured on BET 106 in part. Phenomenal talent, uh, Kevin okay. Thornton. Okay, all right. Um, uh, my one of my brothers, younger brothers, Kevin Thornton, a phenomenal athlete, uh, a football athlete, uh, had an amazing uh, college football career, high school career. Uh, my oh, one of my brothers is a year older than me, Marcus Johnson. Now, Mark, let me tell you something about my brother. Very few people who who have been around me have had the opportunity to meet him, and when they meet him, they go. See, Kendrick, I thought you were crazy. But see, now that I met your brother, <laughs> I see I see how this kind of plays out. Uh, you know, my oldest brother, Ricky, uh, they, the, all of these guys, you know, they played a, a huge part in my life um, uh, in, in supporting me and keeping me grounded. I think that's so important, um, keeping, keeping me grounded and, and humble. Um, you know, and meek as, you know, as a newborn baby, you know, never become puffed up with pride. And I I tend to tell people that, you know, artists who are coming up, never become puffed up with pride. You know, just because you may get a little money here and there, that doesn't mean that you are, you you know, you are better than someone. You know what I mean? Yes, most definitely. You have have influence over people with your talents at this point. Use it for something positive, you know, uh, instead uh, instead of negative. Kedrick, can I tell you, you have been such a light here at Empowerment for All today. Such oh, wonderful, wow. uh, enlightening, friendly, happy uh, guest. Not to say any of my other guests haven't been, but you come in with your light. <laughs> who you, who, your light who have you had on radiating. the show? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. All of my other guests have been wonderful, but you know, everybody has a, you know their own persona, their own right. character. You you come in with a radiance of light. Your light is instantly shining you wow. think from the time you were on the tarmac till you take off in the air you continue to uh-huh. radiate and and I can see why you know you your career has escalated I see much greater things coming you know from you which I would like for you to share with us here at Empowerment for All what can oh, we look up. for from Kendrick Brown uh, in the future um well you know of course American Crime this week will be actually my first uh my first episode of my character um, will be introduced this week. You'll kind of see him, um, depending on how the editing goes. And guys, what's one of the things you have to know about these TV shows and uh, movies and things like that? As actors, we really don't have any control over what you see. Like, we go and we film. Like, for example, we'll go and we'll film and we'll have tons of lines. By the time it makes it to your television or to your DVD player or whatever, we may have two. You know, we really have no control over that. Um, but we're there. You'll definitely, I'm uh, more than positive you'll see me um, just because of the impact the character um, may or may not have. I'm not going to give any information away, hint, hint. Uh, 
But that, that American Crime, that uh, experience was fantastic. I'm currently in rehearsals with uh, MJ, the live experience, which is my live Michael Jackson show. Um, you know, right now I'm looking for sponsors and investors to be able to tour this show and to actually plan it here in Houston annually um, for individuals to be able to enjoy Um you know, because I feel like, you know, the, the, the Michael's gift of, of performance is something that you know, I don't think we'll ever see it again. I don't think we'll ever see that again. We have yet to see it. Um, but I will say uh, I'm going to try my best to rejuvenate that spirit, at least here in the city of Houston, um, you know, and just looking forward to being able to travel with that show as well, uh, touring with it. So I'm in rehearsals with my dancers at the moment, teaching them all the choreography, kind of giving them the ground plan so that way we can begin planning and uh, booking shows. We haven't booked anything as of yet because, you know, I'm one of those who I make sure that there's a grade A 100% perfect show. I'm a perfectionist. I, I, I mean, I'm obsessed with it before I decide to put it on any stage. And anybody who's ever seen me perform or, you know, has ever seen me work the stage, they know that um, I, I give everything that I have in me no matter what. <clears throat> So I've been rehearsals with that. Um, I'm also, uh, I just finished an 11-week workshop series, uh, acting workshop series. I teach acting classes. <clears throat> Most of the time I work with youth. I work with kids. Um, I'll do individual acting uh, coaching sessions, but, you know, it just depends on time and availability, et cetera. Um, but I just finished an 11-week uh, acting workshop series with uh, students out at um, Carver High School here in Houston um, with uh, Case. Um, uh, Case is the cooperative for after-school enrichment um, for kids out in the schools, and I just finished that that workshop with them this past Wednesday. They just had their last performance, which was fantastic. Um, I'm also an administrator at the Ensemble Theater here in Houston, which is the oldest and largest African – I'm going to say that again in case they missed it – the oldest and largest African-American theater in the Southwest. Uh, It's one of the nation's largest African-American theaters owning – and operating in its own space in-house. Um, so I'm an administrator there at the Ensemble, the artistic assistant of the theater. Um, I just finished Fly, the story of the Tuskegee Airmen, uh, written by Ricardo Kahn and Trey, uh, Trey Ellis, directed by Allie Woods. I, um, I had to learn to tap dance for that show. I never tap danced before in my life. Wow. Wow. How'd that go? Yeah. Um, it went. <laughs> it went. Uh, the, the crowd was pleasing. I, was just, I think I was able to fool them. One of my cousins came from Little Rock, uh, Damon Thornton. He came to see the show, and <clears throat> he's like a brother to me as well. And uh, he's, he's also one of my biggest supporters. He uh, he came drove out, he drove down uh, to see the show, and he um, he said, "Sam, man, I saw you up there tap." I'm not gonna say what he said, but he's like, I saw you up there tap dancing. She, you know, she. You said I cut it out. I saw you up there tap dancing, you know. And so to know that I was able to fool him and he was – because my family will tell me the truth. If it wasn't good, they'll tell me, Brown, I think it was terrible. You should never do it again. They'll tell me. <laughs> they don't mind. They do not mind telling me it wasn't good at all. Um, okay. But all he right. said he, he loved the show. So when he when he told me he bought it, boom, I knew that, you know. But I had learned. I had to learn for for, for that show specifically. I had only been tapping for maybe two months. Yeah, I've only been wow. top dancing for two months. And to step on it in a professional theater on a main stage, and, you know, my character had no lines. The character's a tap griot, and he speaks through tap. He narrates the story through tap. 
sounds very, yeah. very good, though. Sounds very good. And challenging. <laughs> and challenging. As to say, most definitely it was. But once again, um, Kedrick, I think, this is my personal opinion, we all have special gifts. And you definitely, from sharing what you shared here today on my radio show, you have tapped into your gift of being what you are, an entertainer, an actor, choreographer, and a dancer. That's why, as opposed to a lot of people, they're not able to probably go in and do what you do and get it, acquire it, and then take Mm. it to the level it needs to go. So that is a gift, and it is just wonderful to see that you're blossoming and prospering at your gift. I think it's wonderful. Well, you just have to believe in yourself. You know, you have to believe in yourself before you can expect anyone else to believe in in you. Um, you know, and one of the you know one of the, also the biggest motivators for me in this thing was um, I didn't have a plan B. This was it, baby. <laughs> this was it. <laughs> this literally was it. Like I did my degree training in theater in acting. Like I didn't have a mind. I remember when my mom asked me when uh, my mom Sandra Brown she, when she asked me she said. Um, she said, so, son, what's your major going to be? I said, theater, acting. And she mm-hmm. says, hmm, okay. So you don't want to do, like, you're not going to have, like, a minor or nothing? I said, no. And she said, mm-hmm. like, you know, like a just-in-case? I said, no, nah, this is pretty much it. <laughs> this is pretty much it. <laughs> and it was a huge risk. And I knew the risk that I was taking at the time. I knew the risk that I was taking, you know, because if you're going to spend your life doing this, it, it, it like I said, it, it has to be one of those things where there is only plan A because if there's a plan B, you just might in your mind decide, you know what, I'd rather do plan B than plan because this is too hard. It is really hard. For any artists out there, singers, dancers, musicians, et cetera, they know exactly how hard it is. And so, you know, for me, I didn't create, I didn't have a plan B. This was it. Either I was going to make it or I wasn't. Either I was going to sink or I was going to swim. And um, God's plan for my life and my career uh, was definitely to, you know, to, to, to be successful and to succeed. And I'm just grateful to be in the, in, the, in the spot that I am. You know what I mean? And some people say, well, you want to be realistic. How many people actually, quote, unquote, make it? You know what I mean? And in my mind, yes. I go, you know, being realistic is, being realistic to me is the most, commonly traveled road to mediocrity because at that point it's it's one of those things where it's like I'm being realistic so not to be able to achieve above and beyond is okay because I'm being quote unquote realistic no you have to think outside of that box you know what I mean you have to make the choice to do it and I love doing it I love living this life I, I wouldn't trade it for for anything in the world, you know, um, and that you know, I just I want unlimited possibilities in everything that I do, from the acting, dancing, directing, uh, choreographing standpoint. I want unlimited possibilities. If I can dream it and I can see it in my mind, it's possible. Simple as that. And you and that and Kedrick, and that's that. Yeah, you and you definitely have the passion. You have the passion. Oh. Uh, it radiates once again from the time you start talking about your career, um, going mm-hmm. over things that you've done in your career. So without a shadow of a doubt, you believing in yourself uh, definitely oh, has no. paid off. And we just look forward to so many other great things coming forth. Well, I would say it's paying off. 
<laughs> it's paying off. Yeah, we're still we're still in that, okay. in that we, we, it's still coming. We still let's pull in some more, baby. That's what we are with. You. <laughs> we pull, pull it, keep willing it in. That's where I am with it. Keep willing it in. I touch it, agree with you. Keep willing it in. Let it come on. Keep in. willing That's it right. in. There yeah. you go. Just tell them that. Keep willing it in. You know, no matter what anybody says, um, you know, this is for you know all the listeners in in my life in my career the most powerful things in existence in this world is prayer in the human mind. Prayer in the human mind. I believe that all things are possible through prayer. All things are possible yeah. through prayer. And the human mind, I don't think people I don't think people realize the the power that we have. I mean just walk outside. Just walk outside and look around you. Look around you and see how the world has evolved in in regards to housing, plumbing, uh, rotation. Uh, uh, you know, you have skyscrapers as tall as, you know, you have to think about these things. You know what I mean? These are, these are and, and, you know, going back into, you know, believing in yourself and not letting anyone tell you what you can and cannot do. You know, people laughed at the Wright brothers, Thomas Edison, um, you know, they laughed at Walt Disney, Henry Ford. You know, they said these people wouldn't make it. They couldn't do it. You know what I mean? And here are some of the most astounding uh, inventions that we have ever known as man. And, and so, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where you really have to understand that prayer in the human mind are really the most powerful things in existence. And there's nothing that can beat prayer. Nothing. Nothing. Hear me, and hear me. You got to hear me good. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. You know, I'm a firm Absolutely. believer in, in, you know, whatever you believe, you become. Simple as that. Whatever you believe, you become. You know, just keep the faith. Amen. It goes back to your motto, which I love, ladies and gentlemen. One of Kedrick's mottos that he contests to lives by, and as you heard him just speak of, lifts up. Seek God, not greatness. I think mm. that motto within its is an impartation. I like the way that sounds. You should say that. Say that again. Say that again. Say that again. Say that again. I like the way that sounds. Say that again. Stop. Okay. Per your request, I will honor that. Seek I pray God, you. not greatness. Seek that. God. You got you to gotta add a T.D. T.D. Jake. Seek God. See, now you can not teach me. Give me some acting attributes. So I can get my tone in there. I can get it right. Okay. All you get right. it right. So you're right. So you're right. I love it. So you're right. Yeah, but see, God you, have to me, you have to give me a course on some critiquing and getting in, you know, if I want to think about maybe acting down the road. No, I'm just joking. But um, oh, yeah. That, yeah, I definitely, I, I, I got you. Okay, thank you. But that might Give you some of those hard knock lessons that my family's giving me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It takes my I dad. I might walk away it in ta- tears. Yeah, it's where it takes, it, 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 you know what? It takes my dad and my mom to be together on you. That's what it takes, because my, my, my mom would be like, uh, no, like my dad, like one time I did, uh, I have a tape just to remind myself how terrible I used to be when I used to perform, Michael. Nobody will ever see this tape, uh, <laughs> FYI. This is, a, this is a secret tape. This will have to be leaked out, and, and you'll never see this tape. But when I tell you I look at this tape and I laugh at myself, and the whole time I'm watching the performance, I go, what the hell are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Boo! I'm booing my TV. I'm booing myself on my TV. 
Like, it was the worst. And my mom and dad, uh, they supported me, but they also let me know that's that wasn't it. That was not <laughs> that's not the performance that's gonna get you <laughs> where you wanna go. It's not gonna happen. At least they were honest. At least they were honest. Oh yeah. you knew. Oh yeah. Okay. My you whole family's honest. Do. Oh yeah. They honest. Oh yeah. They're very honest. They will tell you the truth. They will tell you the truth. Well, well Kedrick, I, once again, thank you so much for stopping by and sharing and uplifting and just being a radiant of light here on my radio show, Empowerment for All. I know for the current listeners and for those who will listen after the show has aired, are just going to mm. be like myself, just elated, ecstatic, and looking forward to so much more coming from you. Um, for those who are possibly just tuning in and want to continue to see what Kedrick is doing, via social media, how can they follow you? How can they find out what's going on with Kedrick? Do share. Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> What you want to do is you can go to www.kedrickbrown.com, K-E-D-R-I-C-K, Brown, B-R-O-W-N, like my beautiful brown skin, like your beautiful brown skin, dot com. Um, and um, most of my uh, social media links are there. Um, and it's Kedrick. I don't know why, this is this is what I always encounter. People will see my name is Kedrick, K-E-D-R-I-C-K, and they'll say, mm-hmm. "Boy, that Kim, that Kedrick was good, or that that uh, that Keldrick boy, he's so insane. Boy, <laughs> did y'all see that? Y'all see that Kevin boy up there tap dancing? Excuse me, ma'am, ma'am. My name is not Kevin. What is going on? How did this happen? <laughs> How did this happen? <laughs> so it's KedrickBrown.com. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, the Kedrick Brown, or on Twitter, the Kedrick Brown. Uh, apparently, there's a basketball player out there uh, who seems to be just a little bit more famous than I am at the moment. So both of our names come up uh, when you Google him. But if you Google Kedrick Brown actor, um, I think I beat him out on that one. Uh, so okay, uh, yeah. So that's a, those are great ways to. I mean, via the the internet. I mean, I'm you know I'm I'm all over the place. So um, be sure to follow me. Uh, add me, uh, like me, you know, all those, all those, those other things, those, all of the above, you know. Wonderful. Now, before I let you go, I've got to ask, because I've had so uh-huh. many females direct message me for privacy purposes. They want to know, because they're smitten with you, they want to know <laughs> what is currently going on in Kedrick's dating life. They want to know. <laughs> I'm, you know what? I'm in love with the work, and I, I, I'm, I, I, I'm single, and here's the reason why. And I love you all. I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. Um, I'm in love with the work, um, and I'm obs- I, I don't want to say use the word obsessed, but I am married to, um, to, to succeeding in that. And I don't think anyone. This is. I'm gonna give some relationship advice really quick, if I can. If please I do. Can. Please, you uh-huh. may. Please do. If the stage still belongs to you, I've got some right. more time. I don't have to cut off just yet. So go ahead. Without further ado, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Kedrick is going to give us some insight on some relationship do's and do not. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to do, do that. Be honest. I'm very honest and I'm very upfront. I'm very forward and I'm very candid. Um, I'm a, first of all, I'm a loving person. I love people. Uh, period. You know what I mean. And I tend to, I, I, I give people the benefit of the doubt. Um, and uh, my manager, whom I love so very much, Sabrina Russ. Um, I love you, Sabrina. 
Uh, she's probably listening. Um, but she she's very uh, she tends to be very protective of me in that in that sense, and rightfully so, uh, because you know you have all these different type of things that go on in entertainers' lives, and you go, where the hell were your people? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When you go, like, how did you, how did this happen? How did they allow this? Well, let's just say that with the management team that I have, I don't foresee. <laughs> I don't foresee that. Uh, you know, but I will say this: be honest, be honest um, with your intentions from 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 the get go. Um, but for me, there has to be a, um, a a show of interest, a strong show of interest before I just go above and beyond. I was having this conversation with some individuals uh, earlier this week. I said, um, "Let me ask you a question." As women, it was a group of women uh, that I work with at the theater, and I asked, "Let me ask you a question." You've always heard women say, uh, don't give him uh, wife quality or wife benefits if you're not his wife. You've heard that before, yeah? Most definitely. And so, and so I asked the question. And, 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 and just, right. And so, and so in all, and, you know, just, I was just asking, just, you know, no, nothing behind. I said, is it safe to say that to the brothers to say, don't give them husband privileges? Before you or her husband, is that fair to say? What do you think? I like that the reversal. Is it fair right. to say, I, I, ladies? For those of you listening, is it fair to say? And for me personally, I'm going. I'm going to say that it needs to be mutual. Absolutely, if we are going right. to so, take that uh, attitude, then the men should take a strong stand as well. It shouldn't well, be and so that was matched. <laughs> right. I, so I had that question. I said, well, is it fair to say that the men, um, you know, that when you all go out, you got, you pay, you know, you guys go Dutch, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, one of the things that I've noticed, you know, in, in today's age is that it's it's one of those things where, what can you do for me? When can you take me out? When can you do this for me? When are you going to do that for me? You need to text me. You need to call me. You need to message me. At, 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 what, point, at what point do you go, well, damn, what, what do I get out of this deal again? <laughs> what, oh, my goodness. I, and, and it's like I may or she may or may not like you. You know what I mean? And it's like at the end, it's, you know, $500 in, you know, five dates in. <laughs> Five dates and five hundred dollars later, you find out. Oh, she's not that into me. Oh, I guess I go on to the next one. No, 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 no. Let's work something out here. Let's, oh, let's work goodness. something out here. I'm not. See, I'm Kendrick, not gonna have this conversation. <laughs> but you're right. A lot of people gonna be that, mad. No, they're but really am I not right or am I wrong? We're having an open debate. People don't. Even, right. They're not gonna be mad. We're having an open debate, okay. and you're entitled to your opinion. So let right. me shed a little light on that. I think kind of reverting mm-hmm. back to the Steve Harvey, because, you know, that became a phenomenal uh, saying, you know, First of all, like, let me say like a man. I'm going to say this about Steve. <laughs> Steve, let, let me, hold on, wait. No, listen. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this once. Steve, first and foremost, ladies, listen to this. Let me make you understand something. If Steve is telling you, y'all, y'all need to date Steve. I'm going to tell you that right now. Date Steve. Because... <laughs> Some of the stuff that Steve said, and I'm I'm sorry, but I'm gonna say this to the fellas. I don't have anything against Steve, but some of the fellas would agree. A lot, a lot of the stuff that Steve says doesn't apply to every man. But when women listen to Steve, they try to apply it to every man. It doesn't work. Exactly. So you know, if you're gonna take Steve's advice, you should date Steve. That would probably be the best fit. You know, just date Steve. 
<laughs> Let Brian be married. You know they can't date Steve. He's married. You know they can't date Steve. He's already paid. Well, so they have well, to apply it to the single men that they go out for, with. You already know mm, that. Mm, <laughs> mm, but shining, shining a little bit, shining a little bit back on that uh, scenario, I think what has happened for me personally, I'm a little bit old-fashioned. I think the mm. world took a turn somewhere. I don't know where. It took a turn, especially in the dating arena, where it used to be a mutual attraction. People would go out on dates. I can tell you when it was. It was in the nineties. It was in the nineties. Okay. Yeah, it was during during the eighties, nineties era, where 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 that that transition started to happen, where it became more so of a uh, a microwave, quick quick pop, you know, pop it in type of love versus a in the stove. (laughs) Thanksgiving feast, let it marinate, kind of, you know, thing. Uh, it was during that, yeah. That's that 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 transition happened. You correct. It did. It did happen. It did happen. So what happened in that transition, and also the transition that's transitioning again, what we're seeing mm. in the arena every time from the social media and just going out in public. Women now, how I was molded and raised, women now don't respect their virtuous temple because everything is available to you to see instantaneously. So mm-hmm. from the time that you say hello to her, her anatomy has already been uh, dissected by you. Her invite mm-hmm. to her anatomy has already been gratified to you. Don't make me preach this thing. You're right. In agreement with that, you know, what I've also seen is this, and this is, I'm going to say this, when you have Gentlemen, here's what I've noticed, because, I, I, you know, I'm on Facebook, too, and I'll see and I'll look and I'll laugh. I, so most of the time, if you can scroll down my Facebook, I don't comment or anything like that, but I'll laugh, and every now and then I'll say something. But I've seen where gentlemen have respectfully approached a woman, and the new term that they use now is like thirsty is thirsty, thirsty, mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that, where a yes. gentleman has respectfully approached a woman and uh, attempted to to date her and to, you know to talk with her in a respectful manner, and they 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 dismiss them as if they're a quote unquote stalker or um, not saying that those people don't exist. Those people do exist, that fellows. Yeah, some of y'all got to cut it out, you know. <laughs> but those you know when you have a gentleman that respects that uh, uh, respects you and approaches you in a respectful manner and you turn him away, then it goes oh. Well, and this is for the fellas, you know, they go, oh, well, maybe I should try a different approach. If I approach you in an aggressive manner, does, do, or do they accept that? And they do. They do. But you got to see it. It's unreal. It's almost it's like a TV show. It's surreal. But, Kedrick, you know why they do that? Because, once again, that's what they're accustomed to. People, yeah, right. navigate, people navigate what they're accustomed to. Because when mm-hmm. you know better, you do better. You do better. Hey, Gloria! Don't start. Don't start. Don't start. Don't start. Look, don't start. We don't want to have church for the remainder of the show. For those of you listening, we can take it there now. We can take it there. Kendrick loves God. I love God. Now, we can take it to a whole other level. Uh, A beautiful thing in God. But, yes, most definitely. So what would you say, before I let you go, and that's why I wanted to touch on that subject, because I always love to ask my male guests, being a man, because as a woman, Mm -hmm. we pretty much don't have the essence or thought process of a man, if that makes sense. Correct. 
What mm-hmm. advice would you give to women, especially single women, out here in 2015, the new era, the new millennium, where pretty much anatomy glorification of being naked is what women are showing and projecting and giving knowledge to women that that's how you attract a man. What wisdom impartation would you give to young women coming up and even a lot of older women? Because I see a lot of older mm-hmm. women, like you said, on social media. You know, mm-hmm. the first thing, it, there's a way to take a nice picture and you oh, don't yeah. have to be showing me everything like when you get in the shower. I don't need to see that. Right, uh, right, conversation, right. Com- conversation, um, interaction, actual dating. When you sit down and date a guy, the first thing you say at the dinner table, what can you do for me? That's not acceptable, right. not presentable, right. not classy. Let's right. just get to back to kind of like the basics. So what would you, advice would you give to women to kind of make them a little calmer, a little relaxed, and let them know that it takes time if you're going to actually date someone and build something with them? What would you say to them? Um. First of all, I'm not Steve Harvey, and I'm uh, <laughs> I can't I can't really give you the answer. I can first of all, I'm a man first and foremost, so I'm not gonna give you all of. <laughs> you got the fellas listening to the show, right? You got the fellas listening to the show right now. Like, come on, player, come on, player, come on, player. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't don't do exactly this. exactly. But no, I mean, but in all honesty. Um, not just for the women, but for the men as well. Um, I will say this. I will say, uh, let's start with, and this is one of the things that I teach uh, my students in regards to uh, acting uh, and performance in general. Let's start with respect. Let's start with that word, R-E-S-P-C-T. Let's start with respect. Not just respect for the individual you're dealing with, but also respect for yourself. Um, and, you know, as adults, because this is what we're dealing with, we're dealing with adults, if you respectfully make a adult decision, that's your choice. It's your decision, you know, understand that. But let's just be respectful to one another. And I tell people all the time, I feel like the, the terms, tables seem, uh, tables, uh, seem to turn uh, and for, the, for, the, for the worse when individuals feel disrespected. It's at that point. Where, like, for example, when you see individuals in an argument or going back and forth in disagreement about something, it's at that point of disrespect, of one party feeling disrespected by the other, where it turns into something completely different. You know what I mean? Where it turns into an all-out brawl. And so with that being said, I will say let's just not only respect um, the the gentlemen, the men that that approach you or that you're dealing with, but also yourself. And when you respect yourself, you'll notice that all of those other things, you know, I'm not going to go down a list of things that, you know, you should change or that you should look out for, for don't post these type of pictures, don't say these type of things. I can't do that. You're an adult. You're going to do what you want to do. And that's how you, you know, that you make that adult decision, um, period, point blank. But, um, when you respect yourself, I think that tends to correct a lot of those things like that. Does that make sense? When you look at yourself and you yeah. go, you know what, I respect myself too much to put myself out there like that for everybody to see or the world to see like that in that light. You know, and if you do that, then, hey, baby, that's your world. It's your world. You know, you, you, you are able to make – this is America. 
They said you have the right to make any decision you want to. It's your God-given right. Hey, take it. It's yours. But in regards to your question, I will say respect. And I'm, and I'm not, like I said, I'm not just saying that for the ladies, but I'm saying that for the fellas as well, you know. Um, fellas, you, you are, you are, your life matters too. You know, at some point this country has, um, has you know, t- t- tables have turned in regards to, to men and to, you know, African-American men in particular where we, we, they, they see us as worthless, Yes, and that's just very me, true. you know, and I'm I, and I'll throw my hands up and step away from that. But mm-hmm. as 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 African American men, we we still have the social responsibility of uh, proving them otherwise. We still have that yes. responsibility of being men, um, you know. And one of the things that I'm fearful of at this point is um, the men who um, who want to be women instead of men. You know, um, that that's I'm I'm fearful of that in the sense of at what point you know who who who's who are the protectors, who are the protectors of of our women at this point. Um, but you know that's that's a that's a whole other conversation. But you know I will say yeah. that just respect. You know uh, to answer your question uh, in short in shorthand, respect. respect, respect yourself, respect you respect each other and love. Love each other. It's okay to say, you know what? I love people. I love you. I love. I love everything about you. Um, you know, it's it's okay. For at some point, you know, it it, it was it's being shunned upon to to show people love. Like I don't know at what point it's like you feel like you have to dismiss somebody or you know be rude to them in order to get your you know to make it seem like to make yourself seem more. I, I, this is a term that I use. I've said this before about people. I say when I when I feel that way, I've seen somebody disrespect somebody in that way. I say in the most polite way I can. I feel like you're making yourself a little more important than what you really are at this point. So maybe you should dial it back a little bit. I can be rude. I can be rude. I can be rude sometimes. But I in a but in a respectful manner. I can be rude. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as you heard Kevin right. say. He, he can turn it up, and he can turn it on, and he can turn it I off, can. as he said. I can't. <laughs> I, but I choose, I, I, my preference is to love and, and to be loved and, and just to grow from that standpoint, you know, like, no, don't judge, and stop judging people. I hate when people judge other people. I tell, I, I love the fact, because I've, I've had other people send me, uh, other, you know, other Michael, like, for example, other Michael Jackson, uh, something like that, and I go, I'm not going to judge their talent or their take on Michael's, you know, performance. Mine is just different, as simple as that. Stop judging people. If somebody makes a decision to do something, it's not your job to judge them. It's just your job to love them. Simple as that, point blank. Very well said, Kedrick. And without further ado, I'm telling you, this showtime has flew by, and I am almost at the end of my show. But can I tell oh, wow. you, the time, the time spent was absolutely worth it. You have been an awesome guest, and please do me the honor. Would you accept an invitation to come back and be my guest again here on Empowerment for All? No, no doubt. No doubt. Just, you know, just let me know. I'm Like Jackson 5 say, I'll be there. I will be there. Just let me know. And Um, I will once again collaborate with your great and awesome management team, as you said, Sabrina, awesome, awesome lady. mm -hmm. Shout out to you, Sabrina, for interacting uh, with myself and making this happen with the interview with Tedrick. 
I look forward to um, collaborating with you again in the future, bringing him back on. Now, before mm-hmm. you go and the time mm-hmm. runs out, what would you like to say to the audience if you have any last words, Kedrick? Um, you know, you – the only thing I would say is um, – There, there, there are points where people mistake confidence for arrogance, and not everyone is going to understand. And this is just coming from a standpoint of, you know, no matter what you do in your life, you're going to have people talk about you, or or do wrong to you, or say things about you. At some point, people mistake confidence for arrogance. The, the the problem with that is they don't understand the process that you or myself have gone through to get to where we are. They don't know your story. So forgive them. Forgiveness is key, guys. Always forgive and just continue to love and move forward with your life. Continue to be uh, an addition to the positive side of society. Uh, and, and, and just figure out your purpose. Figure out your purpose. Um, and and love you, live your life and continue to love people. Um, I just want to say before I get off because she threatened me. I had an aunt call me and threaten me. My aunt Barbara. That's that's not that's part of the reason, but not part of the reason why I said her name earlier. She called me and she threatened me when she found out I was going to be on the radio show. She says, uh, "Look here, I'm not going to say that." <laughs> she, she called me and she threatened me. So aunt Barbara, I love you. This is me giving you a shout-out. Uh, <laughs> I just want to hold on to my life as long as I possibly can because she threatened to take it away from me if I didn't give her a shout-out. So I just want to, I want to take this opportunity to say that. Uh, but I love you guys. Thank you guys so much for supporting me in my career. I'm continuing to look for um, your support uh, in all of my future endeavors, all the other things that I have going on in, in the, uh, working in the progress, uh, process right now. So. Um, just continue to follow me, uh, stay in contact with me if you know how, um, and, you know, just live your life, guys. Love and forgive. Seek God in our greatness. Handshake to you, Kedrick. Hugs of love. Until next time, I'm not going to say goodbye, but until the next time you stop by here at Empowerment for All, it's been a joy. You've blessed us, you've enlightened us, and given us another impartation of happiness. We thank you for it. Good luck and much success to your career, and have a good night. Wonderful. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure being here. Until the next time, ladies and gentlemen, that was Kedrick Brown, well-known, up-and-coming, steady-prospering Hollywood actor, dancer, choreographer, she has landed a part on American Crime, the new hit TV show on ABC with Felicity Hoffman, Regina King, Timothy Hutton. His accolades, most entertaining, best performer, all-star cast member. His list is just so large that it just gives me great joy to see such a young man doing his thing, God is in him. Um, and just taking him to greater heights and look forward to hearing so much more of prosperity and blessings God is going to bestow on his life. For those of you who may have missed the show, I'm almost out of time, but please, all of my shows here at Empowerment for All can be heard after they air right here at blogtalkradio.com slash Empowerment, the number for all. 
TuneIn Radio, Blurberry Podcast, Windows Store Podcast. For those of you who may want to see the links as well, I post them often. Please follow me on Twitter to stay in touch with me and to see who will be stopping by. So many great people. God has blessed my show to have graced the presence of interviewing and talking with, and I'm so happy to add Kedrick Brown to that list. Visit my website to hear other guests as well that have been on my show at www.ymcteerempowermentthenumber4all.com. Once again, www.ymcteerempowermentthenumber4all.com. For those of you who like to pick up a copy of my book, if you have never heard my story, you'll never understand my glory. My book is available on Barnes and Nobles and Amazon. It is titled The Tragic Times of a Woman, an autobiography written by me. It is also available to buy through the Barnes and Nobles link on my website, and it's available at many other outlets as well. I always like to give a shout-out every show to great customer service people that I've encountered in my life. Alex at Progressive Insurance, shout out to you. Just a phenomenal, phenomenal customer service guy. Progressive Insurance should be glad to have you on board. Shout out to Janet, Nicole, Rosemary, and Clara uh, at the Holiday Inn, a hotel that I've stayed at and just um, in transition for work, really went above and beyond to show me kindness. That means so much to me. I thank you for it. Shout out to many people such as Melinda, who gave me insight and knowledge without any restrictions, hesitation, or having a hater missing their heart and genuinely gave me referrals to help me. Uh, I thank you for that. Uh, shout out to Bridget. Uh, happy belated birthday to you once again, lady. I know you're going to do your thing over there in Dallas, Texas. Shout out to my new team I'm working with on my regular job. Great, great people. I look forward to working with you all and continuing and looking forward to the future. Once again, I hate to say goodbye, but that time has come and I must go. But for those of you who had the pleasure of joining and hearing my wonderful guest today, I know you were overjoyed, and I know you will be overjoyed when you hear the show again as it airs. Hugs, love, praise, and prayer. That is what I do. And I continue to pray every day for you. Trust God. Keep God first. And before I forget, shout out to my new special boo. Not going to say who, but that connection God has allowed us to connect. I thank you for being such an empowerment, uplifter, encourager, and just really, really helping me when I've done it for so many people, but now someone is doing it for me. Thank you. I look forward to many more great shows here at Empowerment for All. 2015 is the new. As Bishop T.D. Jakes prophesied on January 1st, the New Year's service, that manifestation, God has kept his word. God, I thank you. I lift your hand on high. All glory and praise and honor is a due to you. Without you, I am nothing, but with everything, I am something and will continue to be more than. 
God, Heavenly Father, today all my guests and all my future guests in the world continue to encamp your angels about us, protect us, and bless us. And until next time here in Empowering for All, this is Yolanda McTeer saying goodbye.
coming up my 